This is View from the Cop on the Blood Red Channel, our Liverpool FC fans podcast, bringing you all the big talking points at Anfield. Hello and welcome to the View from the Cop, Liverpool FC fans podcast on the Blood Red Channel. I'm Paul Wheelock and I'm delighted to be joined by two big reds, Paul Philbin. Hello, Paul. Hello, mate. And Sam Evans as well. Hi, Sam. Afternoon. Good to have you on again, mate. Uh, yeah, and you, Paul, as always. Uh, and thanks to anyone who's listening to this, who've kept tuning into our podcast at the moment, even though we are about to enter a third month without football. That That's going to change soon, it looks, because the Premier League should be returning next month, which will give Liverpool the chance to win the title they rightfully deserve. We'll get on to that later in the podcast, but we'll start by talking about a charity run or walk that, Sam, you're taking part in at the moment. It's called Anfield to the Wonder, and it's raising money for kind in Liverpool. It's a charity that, since 1975, has been making a big difference to disadvantaged kids and families from across Liverpool and Merseyside. It's a brilliant idea, this, mate. I know you're heavily involved in it. Can you just tell us a bit more about it before we uh, we get, get into the full details? So, yeah, there's 24, 24 lads between the 1906 and the Boss Night group of us running a total of 1,286 miles, which is obviously the distance from Anfield to the Wanda. And it's all basically to raise money and awareness for the for the kind charity, yeah. Yeah, unbelievable, yeah. For people, I'm pretty sure everyone listening to this podcast will know what you're talking about when you say the Wanda, but it's the Wanda Metropolitano in Madrid, which on June the 1st last year, Liverpool obviously won their sixth European Cup by beating Tottenham 2-0 in the final. 1,286 miles though, mate. That is, even between 24, yeah, that's a lot of hard work in the space of two weeks. It is. Uh, it's going well so far. Like you said before, we're near, when so day four, we're nearly at the 500 mile mark. So I think between us... Uh, I think it's just over 30 miles uh, for the two weeks bet- bet- between everyone. But obviously there's lads, some are walking and some are running more, you know, obviously the more experienced runners. But yeah, it's just over 30 miles each, I think it is, for the two weeks. Yeah, you, you said that it's, you're a member of the Spinecop 1906 group, yes, Boss yeah. Knight as well. And I think there's up the Reds who do, who do merchandise as well. Who's, yeah. yeah, whose idea was it? How did this come about? To be honest, I was just sat in the house like we're all doing these days. But uh, it, the, the text just came across to say, I think it was the lads from Up the Reds who actually, and Boss Knight who actually came up with the idea. And, you know, we're, we're good mates with them. So they wanted to see if some of us were keen to get involved. And obviously we were. So the idea just spindled from there almost, yeah. Yeah, and I said this before we started pressing record on the podcast. I was asking if you're a bit of a runner yourself. And it, it sounds like this couldn't have time better for you, personally. No. No, uh, to be honest, since going into lockdown, I wasn't. I obviously played footy now, but I was never a runner. But I thought now would be the time to start running, and I was getting used to it. And luckily, uh, this came about, so I might as well have made myself a bit useful. So the, all that running I've been doing is uh, it's come quite in handy, yeah. <laughs> There's 24 here, and I know at the moment uh, a lot of us are, are in lockdown, and but they have now, you know, the lockdown is, is, is not as bad as it was. You can start seeing one other person from your household. Have you been running with anyone else at the moment, or are you just doing I haven't, to be honest, I, I, I can talk a lot, as you can tell. So if I start running with other people, I'll be talking. <laughs> so I like to just run on my own with, with my music and leave myself to it. And I, I think I'll cover more distance than I'm on my own as well, yeah. It's great this, Paul, isn't it, really? You know, it, it shows Liverpool supporters throw Everton supporters into the mix. It's just from people from around these parts that we do have a conscience, don't we? We do stick together in these times, you know. It's a really tough time for everyone involved, but these lads here are doing something which is absolutely brilliant. No, that's it, Soldi. And it's not the first time that they've done some kind of fundraising thing um, to the credit to the city. And I know the, the one thing that they all have in common is 
they support Liverpool and they go to match. But on the bigger picture, is they're from the city and they represent the city in an amazing way, really. And they're an absolute credit to every single um, person around the Merseyside and further. And if you've got any kind of money, even if it's just a couple of quid, you should be donating to this because it's an amazing thing that they're doing. And you should all be proud of themselves. Hopefully they can raise a lot of money. Definitely. We'll come on to that now. Uh, just reading this because I knew about Kind itself, but the actual money is going to Kind's Crisis Food Project. And it, it's a project that started on the 10th of April and it's due to continue until the end of June. And each week, Kind is sourcing, packing and delivering about 150 to 200 family-side food packs and 30, 30 individual food packs. And they're distributed via a network of referrers to, to vulnerable kids and their families across Merseyside. So it's a really important charity at the best of times, but now particularly given and the fact that you know there's going to be a lot of people who were uh, who are out of work or you know in a, di- a very difficult position, so it's yeah, it's absolutely perfect timing. And and I think you're close to your three thousand target. Is that right, mate? Uh, yeah. Well, to be honest, at, at first we were like, let's set it to five hundred pound. I think we hit five hundred pound within about thirty five minutes as soon as it went on. So the support's been unbelievable. But we're nearly at the three thousand mark yet so I think the total again will go up and then we'll just obviously try and raise as much money so considering there's still over a week left I think you know we're in a good position to raise more money for this for this amazing cause yeah yeah, if there's anyone who's listening to this podcast, wherever you are in Liverpool, around the UK or abroad, like a lot of our listeners are, please, if you'd like to donate, you can visit www.anfield21.co.uk and the two is the number sign too. So that's anfield21.co.uk. Can so I just add one thing? Yeah, go ahead, mate. Go on, fire away. For those, for those donating, remember to take the gift aid box as well. No problem at all. And it, it goes to show, Sam, like, you know, this is the boss night. This is up the Reds and the cells, all the different kind of various kind of fan groups. And you're close, aren't you? You know, there's a good working relationship yeah. between you all. Yeah, it just comes to show, obviously, that we're sticking together during this time and obviously for the most important thing, which is which is the charity. But it's, I think it's good to show togetherness outside the match, for example, like this. You know, we're all, like Paul was saying before, we're all good mates we're all close knit lads we go to the match so yeah let's go back to the Wanda then uh, the Wanda being the Wanda Metropolitano more or less a year to go to now while well, we're probably 10 days away from it being the first one year anniversary Paul you were there Sam we'll take it you were there as well what, what, was, are, you me- yeah. what are your memories of that weekend um, I just I don't I don't, still don't think it's quite sank in yet to be honest going to I missed out going to Kiev the year before, so it was even better going with me dad, my granddad and my uncle to the fa- to obviously the final. And I'd been luckily to go to all the all the aways and the homes leading up to it. So I think it was just it was always set in the back of my mind that this was this was gonna be the one. Like yeah, I still can't get me around it now, to be honest. You know, you were talking about your dad, your granddad, your uncle, that they'd been to previous finals when Liverpool had previously won European Cups. Yeah, my granddad uh my granddad went to Rome in nineteen seventy seven, so well, I've always grew up with one. him. I've, uh, exactly so I've always grew up with him t- t- telling me about that and stories about that so so and I grew up as a kid watching Istanbul my dad was there so to go to European Cup final with two people like that it, it's pretty special like yeah yeah you're the same Phil well, you're similar age mate younger than me like was this your <laughs> Istanbul kind of thing you know the chance to to live out the memories like mums dads auntie uncles all the brothers and sisters you know have experienced or even further back in like 1977 yeah, that's it, yeah. Like, to be honest, I was only talking about um, Madrid last night to one of the lads and I was just saying 
to be a, to be able to do it in an age where you can have have a drink and stuff. It's, it sounds so cliche to have a drink with your mates and like celebrate it. It was just it was incredible because like it was the, the first major trophy that we'd won at the age that we can do that. I know the Carlin Cup in 2012 and stuff, but it's not at the levels of the European Cup. And to do that was just amazing. It's just a shame that the 19th league title isn't going to be in the same circumstances because obviously it's of what's going on in the world right now. But looking back at that, the weekend or the four or five days, it was just... It, it, it was perfect, really. Like, it was roasting... You, everyone you wanted to see you bumped into as well like I think the first podcast we did after Madrid I spoke to you about it and I said it was weird because when I walked out to the ground at Kiev the previous year bumped into people and it was like everyone was gutted and then coming out of Madrid I saw the exact same people in the exact same order just by coincidence and the feeling was completely the opposite <laughs> from one year on and it was crazy it was indeed like what was better, lads? Do you think it was the, the party in the park and the days leading up to it or the actual match itself? <laughs> I'll be honest, I was <laughs> I was a bit I'd had a few on to say the game, so <laughs> matches the first the first half at least is a bit of a blur. I, I don't obviously that leading up to it because that fan park is unbelievable seeing that many people and being there with your mates just in the sun, like Paul was saying, but the game was, even though we scored as soon as it kicked off and scored just before the game finished, I still, I was obviously, as anyone would be nervous, it's a European Cup final, so I think leading up to it in the day itself was better than the game, like, yeah, but obviously there's no better feeling than scoring in the European Cup final, is there? Not at all, mate. I remember we actually had you and the Spankoff lads on, didn't we, at the start of last season? I think it was before yeah. the first Champions League home game against pa- Paris Saint-Germain, wasn't it? Yeah, we were trying to obviously tell about the work we'd been doing and then raise funds for that and then that led to a long path towards the final, yeah. Yeah, I remember it was a great game, wasn't it? The PSG game, 3-2 in the end, like, you know... Yeah, Firmino, wasn't it? Yeah, Firmino, yeah. after they pulled two back, then they, like... Did you have a feeling you two coming out of the ground that night that, oh, we could go all the way again here because given what had happened in Kiev the season before? For me, I, at that time, after the PSG game, because we'd made such a, like, a rapid start in the league... The European Cup slipped my mind until probably after probably Munich. So after the PSG game and stuff like, I was delighted to win. You want to progress as far as you can, but at that point, I was never thinking the European Cup. It sounds mad looking back at it now, but I was all for the going for the league title last season. So I think football matches a great feeling, but walking out to the ground after the PSG night was a great night, but. Yeah, my eyes were on the league at that time. Sure. Did it come as a bit of a surprise to you, Sam? Because like the, the season before, like if you think about the the games, you know, City and then Rome, and it felt everything as Philbo was saying there was built around the winning the Champions League. But mm. last season was two things. You know, you kind of forget, don't you? Like before the Barcelona game, that City game against Leicester, the league was right there, wasn't it? It was almost like it was Lipsy. You know, yeah, um, I think like like Paul was saying. Going into that, coming out of the PSG game, sorry, you know, you as we started so well in the league and we did for so long, I think your mind was on until I think until after we came out the ground in Paris when we needed to win against Napoli, we were like, right, this is serious now. And then from there, 
every team that came towards us was like, right, there's another got another game gone, another game gone. And then you actually think, oh my, we're in the semi-finals here at the Champions League. You know, not many teams get to say that. So until about the quarterfinals, I don't think it really, it, it obviously crossed my mind, but I don't think it crossed my mind as much as the league, no. It's interesting, isn't it? Like, I was going to ask you both of this because I know you were both there for both of these games because we were talking about it in work the other day. Like, what was the bigger game? I know this sounds mad. Barcelona 4-0 or the actual Madrid final 2-0. Like, you know, when people look back, it's it's, it's crazy because one's a semi-final win, one's the actual final win. But could anything top Barca that night, the second leg? Well, for me, seeing your team lift the trophy beats that. Um... The Barcelona night in the sense of there was a reward at the end of it. I know beating Barcelona meant we got to the final, but the Barcelona game, I went into that so relaxed and was like, because even though it, it's cliche to say again, oh, it's Anfield on the European night, anything can happen, which is true. Nobody really, 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 really believed that we go through and then you get to half time you're like oh we've got a chance here and then there's just a, a mad 20 minutes and then we're on the verge of the final and after the it was the night after the company scored that well they were in yeah. against Leicester and I felt like I don't know about you Sam but I felt like a full time like I was close to tears that night I didn't, I didn't cry but it felt like that I was exhausted yeah. from the whole season because it had been relentless for since the first day of the season the it was like, I don't know if I've got much more left in me here for the rest of the season. And I couldn't wait for the break from the last day of the season to Madrid to enjoy that. I think, yeah, Madrid tops it just because we lifted something at the end of it. No, obviously, seeing your team in the European Cup, you're not going to get much better than that apart from the league, which is on par for me. Um, but... That Barcelona just takes some beating. Obviously, I grew up watching Istanbul and obviously the semi-final against Chelsea. So to be at Anfield uh, for the semi-final, especially if not the greatest comeback of all time, and that is going to take some topping for me. Like, but I don't think you're gonna just there's literally no better feeling than seeing your team win any trophy, never mind the European Cup. So no, I think Madrid tops it for me. But you boys have uh, looked back, particularly at that Barcelona game, the Spain Cup lads, and, and had a look what the cop was like before it, uh, and it just looked incredible that night. You know, have you had a chance to look back at the like what the photos from the night looked like? Uh, to be honest, yeah, we had a display planned all along before the first leg, so obviously we weren't going to just scrap the display. But the cop looked looked pretty special from not not just including our display, obviously from all angles as. As it, as it is of a European night, so yeah, I think I think it, it looked pretty special, better than usual, to be honest. The view from the cop on the Blood Red Channel. Champions League last season, as Paul mentioned a moment ago, unless something really drastic happens, the Premier League this season, no doubt about it. I know it's going to be uh, not tainted, but it's going to be hard to take seeing the lads lift the title without fans yeah. being there. But before we get on to that, the kind of negative part of it. How good's it been following Liverpool home and away this season? I think it's been unbelievable. You're literally going home and away every week with your mates to watch the best team in the world, knowing well, knowing that you, you're going to win almost every week, isn't it? So I think it's, I think I'm very one of the lucky ones. Paul would say, yeah, he goes on the same coach as me. It's it's a bit mad going everywhere, knowing you're going to win, being literally the best team in the world. It, it's honestly quite surreal, to be honest. 
what's the best away that you've had this season, Paul? I know on the last podcast that we did with Jamie Webster, we were talking about the, the United game, that moment when Salah scored late on and the, the cop in the ground was saying we're going to win the league probably for the first time. But is there any other part, like when you've been away and you've fought, so this is it, this this is our season almost? There's There's been a few great days this season, but um, the one that sticks in my mind, and I'm sure you were on the coach that day, Sam, was Villa. That, oh yeah, because yeah, I was there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was uh, obviously what had happened that to win the game with five minutes to go, we were one 0 down and turn it around. City had done something similar. Uh, I think we were playing Burnley. I can't remember, but what I can remember from that day, it was two one, was it? Yeah. What I can remember from that day is it was a few days after. Jamie had released a single uh, Weekend in Paradise and when we got back on the coach I don't know how I don't know if it was planned or whatever the first song that came on on the CD was that that, and the whole coach was bouncing (laughs) and like the moments that you look back at um, throughout the season like we're not going to have the moments of seeing us lift the title but those moments in the build up of what is going to happen over the next month or so they last a lifetime, don't they? So how, how do you feel? Like, I know I'll ask you this, Sam, first, because we, we spoke again on the last podcast with Paul and Jamie. Football's coming back. Are you happy about that, even though it is behind closed doors, or would you prefer to, to wait for it to come back with fans whenever that may be? Um, Obviously, I, I'd rather see my team lift the title, you know, especially, it's, it's hard to say going everywhere and then, being no reward for yourself at the end of it but it's going to be a long time unfortunately uh, before we see any more fans in the stadium so the, the best you're going to get is behind closed doors isn't it if they give us the league then it's it's the league isn't it but it's a tough one to speak I'm not sure if I want it to wait or I want to just get it out the way to start next season to get fans in quick as possible it's a tough one Paul have you changed your mind at all mate because you you at the time were like let's just wait <laughs> let's see what's happened but I think it's coming back, isn't it? There's there's no two ways about it now. If... No, it's yeah, it's clearly coming back, and it's some form of escape that we all will need. Like I know people enjoyed watching the Bundesliga last week, but in an ideal world, we could wait and wait and wait until it was safe for the fans to return. But the other hand, on the other hand, if it's safe to play football, let them play, win the title, and then. There's no rush for the start to start a new season in my eyes. Look, in an ideal world, I'd rather it be with everybody in. Like, the we all deserve the moment. We're not going to get it in the way that we'd hoped, but it's still going to be for many of us, myself included, the first time you see Liverpool win the title, and no matter what the feeling's still going to be there. It won't be as, it may not be as great as what it would be actually being in the ground, but it's still a moment and a feeling that we've never experienced. So I can't wait for it to happen. And then next season, I wouldn't rush getting it back because what's the point in playing football when there's nobody there? It just doesn't make any sense. I know a lot of people watch football on the telly and we're the lucky ones that go every week, but no, it just doesn't feel the same to me. If you're forced about how you, you lads are going to celebrate it, yeah, and hopefully 
by that time, or in probably six weeks' time, we'll be able to see not just like our immediate oh. families. You might be able to go out with a couple of group, groups of people. Like, yeah, if you've got any thoughts, if, if not, I suppose it's like over WhatsApp, like this, isn't it? And Zoom calls yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> I uh, I don't want to think about it. Hopefully, there's the situation we're in right now is a lot better, and we can uh, spend those moments with even if it's just one or two people that you go to the match with, it's better than watching it on the telly in your own house. I'd like, that's, that I wouldn't, I, I don't think I'd enjoy that, but it's crazy to think about it. The, <laughs> two months ago, three months ago, people were arguing about where they want, where they prefer to win it. Some saying Goodison, Anfield, the Etihad and all that. And now we're in a situation where we're going to be at home. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? But like, as Philbo said there, Sam, hopefully, you know, we're already beginning to see at least one person from outside your immediate household and, like, you know, the fact that they're opening, like, the parks and the beaches, whether it's a right or wrong decision, we don't know. We'll only find that out in weeks to come. But you never know, maybe in six weeks, seven weeks after the two wins are got, even if you could just celebrate with three or four people, kind of people people who you go to game with, that'd be, that'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Yeah, it'd be nice to see some people for once, actually, for the first time in a while, you know, especially your mates who you're going everywhere with and you're celebrating with every week. I think it just, like like Paul was saying, it, it wouldn't be the same feeling as seeing them lift the league properly, but, you know, there's there's still something there, isn't it? And it's a moment that you're not going to forget, you know, your side winning the title, at least it's better than not, I suppose. Definitely. And I, I don't know about you, lads, but I'm seeing the pictures this week of, you know, the, the players coming back to training in groups, but at least all being back at Melwood together. And they're, they're really happy that, you know, they're happy just to be back together as a as a squad. And you, you can't forget, like, they want to win this, don't they? Because if if there was obviously that ridiculous talk about null and void, but you can understand why they want to finish this season, even if it has to be behind closed doors, because they've put so much hard work in and they're on for possibly the greatest ever Premier League season, top flight season in the history of English football. So you, you've got to understand that in that respect, it's got to be done, hasn't it, for the, for their mental kind of like well being as well, and, and for everything that they've put in on the field. Definitely, and they deserve to win the title as well. Like I know there was discussions a few weeks ago of handing it, and if that would have been the case, we would have all just accepted it. And it still would have counted as the nineteenth league title, but the players deserve to win it on the pitch whether obviously it's not going to be with people around but at the end of the day those players are all mates and they haven't seen each other for weeks it's like it's like Sam who hasn't seen his mates and myself who I haven't seen a load of my mates they'll be made up just to be around each other and having a laugh and all <laughs> they won't be up close and personal like but it's still it'll be fun to them won't it like it's like me and you we a bit like we can't wait to go back in the office and see people. And have a beer. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and have a beer, yeah. Definitely. It is. Let, let them win it. And, and the thing is, you know, like, you look at them because obviously they're really good. They're good lads. They're really close, but you, can, you know how determined they are. You, you you lads were talking earlier, whereas last season was a bit of a, it was a bit of a, like, it was like a grueler, wasn't it? Because City were winning every week, Liverpool were winning, and it felt such a such, such a tough season. This season, it's, it's almost been in, in cruise control. But they'll be determined to win this title again next season. There's no question about that. But do you think they'll be even more determined, Sam? Because next season, let's let's hope touch wood that when Liverpool, if Liverpool win it, it, the fans will be in the ground again. Do you think that'll spur them on? I think so, definitely. And all you have to see about that, you know, is the videos and the pictures after after each game. See what means to play. 
when you know they're in front of the cop or they're in front of the away and they know how much it means to to every single person that's there and they're doing it they're doing it for us and they're doing it for themselves. So if there's no fans in the ground before in this season, there probably won't be. I think it'll strive them on more to, you know, give give the fans another league title for the year later, yeah, definitely. And it'll give the fans the the boost as well because there won't be any complacency in the fan base because they all want to actually be there for a moment like that as well and for the players all they need to look at is the scenes after Madrid in in the stadium and then back in Liverpool the day after and they'll be craving that so win the title this season that'll be in history amazing next season go for the 20th and hopefully with fans there the thing is, what I've been thinking about was I was looking at some of the footage from the Champions League parade the day after Madrid and like just thinking, what a crying shame that it's not going to be the case this year when the Premier League's won because it was supposed to be last Monday, wasn't it? But I, do you wonder like whether Liverpool obviously win the league in the next couple of months, then maybe next season starts. Do you do a trophy parade, you know, then when it's safe to do so again, save even it's like January next year and the set, the new season's on the way, but do, do, do you give like the Liverpool fans what they deserve and, and seeing that Premier League trophy, you know, paraded around the city? The lads deserve to lift it when they win it. So let them have that. But I think it would give a lot of people in the city a, like a boost. Not the Everton, <laughs> the Everton fans in the city, of course, but to be able to do something that allows thousands of people to come together safely and celebrate when this is all over is what I want. Sam will want the players I want and probably need. Just before we wrap up, lads, you know, a load of our podcasts are always talking about like transfer gossip and stuff like that. Team over there, Jaden Sancho. Just ask you as both as supporters, how would you improve this team? Because there will come a time when football is properly back and signings will be made and it'll be almost business as usual. How would you go about improving this Liverpool team that's going to finish with 100 points plus? I don't think you can. Maybe add more goals. So, Timo Werner seems the obvious the obvious candidates, but yeah, I'm not sure you can improve it as such. You just need little tweaks to keep it fresh. Sam, do you think that if the club can make any signs or if they want to, do you think they need to? Um, I think, you know, it's hard to say how, how do you make a team better when you're 25 points clear <laughs> at the top of the league, but um not squad depth necessarily, but you know, players like we had Shakiri last season who we could bring on. He was not an impact sub, but he made a bit of a difference. You know, if there was any if it needed tweaking or anything like that. But I think the young the young the young lads look good to play in the cup, but if you needed, you know, second second hand players almost to play in the cups to, you know, maybe win a few domestic cups, I think before no, it's quite hard improving, you know, the best team in the world, isn't it? It is, yeah, very hard. Like, you know, as fans, like, I suppose it's it's tough times for people out there. Would you, do you think the Premier League clubs shouldn't spend money like once this season's over, just as almost like as an act of solidarity because everyone, a lot of people, will be struggling? Or do you almost have to put that to one side and go, "This is just Premier League football. It's what happened. If if they can spend, they, they will." Paul, what do you reckon? It's. I hate to call football a business because it's not, but in reality, but in theory, it is, and to be the best business you need the best people about don't you and to be the best team you need the best players so yeah it's tricky it we is. need to we need we need we need that kind of thing still like 
personally, I'm not a big fan of the transfer window and rumours and stuff. It's great for work purposes, obviously, when people are coming to, the, to us to read the stuff. But fans love transfer gossip and play sign. It gives people a lift. I haven't remembered, for example, like the day after the general election, everyone was low because of the results. Result, yeah. And then Liverpool went, oh, Jürgen Klopp signed a new contract. <laughs> it's, as if, it's as if they knew that we needed the lift. So people will need that kind of lift with signing new players, whether that's the stupid money that's being spent over the last couple of years or whether it's downgraded because of the financial situation that we find ourselves in. We don't know. We'll have to wait and see. We will. We will, mate. But uh, that's all for the future now. We're just waiting to see if and when football will be back. Uh, we'll wrap up now, but thanks, Paul and Sam, for joining us, lads. Hopefully get you back on the phone again soon once the footy starts, if that's all right. Definitely. Yeah, Sam, definitely. Definitely. Before we go, just again, if you'd, you'd like to donate to Anfield to the Wonder Charity Run or Walk, please visit www.anfield2wonder.co.uk. The Just Giving page is on there, isn't it, Sam? Yeah, it's on there, mate, if you go to that website at the bottom. Yeah, and you say your target was £3,000. I think that when I looked, it was like in the 2900 so it's uh, it's absolutely brilliant. When are you next out on your next run? Uh, in about 15 minutes, mate, I'll be going out. <laughs> How much are you doing tonight? I'll do another 10k tonight. <laughs> oh, wow. Good going, mate. <laughs> good, good going, mate. But yeah, thanks again for joining us, mate. Really appreciate it. Good luck, Sam, mate. You've been listening to the View from the Cop podcast on the Blood Red channel.